0: Welcome to Sketch Therapist. It's the podcast that improves your sketch life. In today's episode, I get on the wrong side of the hospital dinner lady, but managed to escape the HSC, even if only for a little while. So it's Tuesday. I have now been in hospital in Galway for a week. um, You know, it hasn't been as bad as it could have been. The first four days were spent in A&D, which I know is a bit of a war zone. And I told you about some of the characters that made an appearance while I was there in my last week's um podcast episode, which I recorded from the corridor of the endoscopy unit on Bank Holiday Monday when it was very quiet. And if you had looked down the corridor, if you happened to be passing and looked down the corridor, you would have seen a row of chairs all along one side. And then you would have seen a couple of those um, big metal kind of um, mesh trolley things that are used to to wheel around bags of hospital laundry and cardboard boxes full of medical supplies. And you would have seen a pair of feet sticking out between them. And that was me. So uh, you definitely would have thought that someone had died there over the weekend if you saw the pair of feet. But it was very convenient. And my thanks go go out to, um, to the lovely nurse who suggested the endoscopy unit as a wonderful place to record a, a, a podcast episode. Okay so here I am as I say it's Tuesday I've spent the first few days in A&E which has been fascinating entertaining and now I am in a really really comfy ward um close to the top floor there's sunshine there's fresh air blowing in the windows um it's quiet except for one absolute maniac um which I use the word carefully um but other than than that lady um it's it's actually it's actually a nice place to be now there's a reason why I'm in hospital in the first place. And it is to do with my offal, as I discussed last week. And I'm supposed to be on a very low fat diet. So every time the um, dinner lady comes past and asks me what I would like for my next meal, um, she gives me, you know, two options. She says, would you like, would you like fish or would you like pork? And I say, oh, um, well, fish, please. Now, that's just an example. It's a random example. And in fact, that is not exactly one of the menu options. But it's a good example of to illustrate what happened and how it went so badly wrong. Unless she showed me the little menu card, which arrives with your dinner, you don't get to see it before your, your actual, you know, dinner arrives, but it does arrive on your on your on your on your little um your little tray. And at that point you can see what the actual uh the description of the food. So if you had have chosen fish, for example, and you're on the low fat diet and you're thinking, yeah, 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 fish, fish is good for people on low fat diets. You, 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 Your fish will arrive and it'll be smothered in a cheese sauce because she hasn't actually said. Now, the fish is prepared in rich cheese sauce and the pork is very lean or whatever. So I didn't know any of that. And sometimes she'd come and ask me what my choices were. And I would um say, oh, sadly, I can't have either of those things not knowing how they were prepared. And she would say, OK, you, you have sandwich and you have tuna, you have soup and you have tuna sandwich. I'd say, hmm, all right, fine. OK, thank you. Um. Anyway, one day my little menu came along and I, the little um, card, the little piece of card with the description on it that I'd never really looked at because, you know, what's the point? You've already got your food in front of you on your tray. But one day I looked at it and I realised that of the two options that were for your meal... One of them would always have a little picture of a heart next to it, which always meant low fat. I mean, it's heart healthy, so I guess it means low fat, low saturated fat. And I would realise then that maybe the fish was prepared with a thick cheese sauce. Maybe the, maybe the beef was actually the b- beef stew. Maybe the beef stew would turn out to be uh, pre- lovingly prepared with uh, roasted green peppers, as was the case on one day. And, you know, I do love my food. I really love my food and I like good food. I really like good food. I mean, you know, my mom is an amazing cook, and she 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 brought up all her her millions of kids to um to appreciate honestly prepared um food from all over the world i mean she's she you know she's amazing um And the day that I saw that I could have had the beef stew with the roasted green peppers rather than the soup and the sandwich, I, I got quite upset, and you know, in general, when you're not that sick in hospital. You, you 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 appreciate your good health and you look around and you see people in really bad ways and you look at yourself and you go, wow, you know, I'm, I'm so lucky and health is the crown on the head that only the sick person can see and all that kind of thing. But it got me down. It really got me down. And I just thought, why on earth would, when I told the dinner lady every single time she'd come past that I'm on a low fat diet, why would she not say, Okay, very good. We have, the, we have the heart healthy option. Maybe that would be suitable. No, she didn't. Not alone that, but every single time I got the absolutely uh, obligatory pat of butter, lovely fresh Irish butter and a little gold wrapper. Every single time, every single time it was included on my tray. And I'd say, oh, um, sorry, excuse me. Uh, I don't need this. I'm, I'm on a low fat diet. And eventually I worked out that she thought that I was on a diet, you know, to get thinner. And uh, <laughs> the the elderly lady in the bed beside me, she was very very vocal. She expressed all her thoughts, and there wasn't really a difference between inside thoughts and outside thoughts with this particular lady. She was she was she was a a, a nice a nice old lady, but sometimes you should keep certain thoughts inside. So I remember when she overheard uh, me asking the dinner lady to, um, to to try and bring. remember that I needed low fat food. I remember her saying to one of the other old ladies that she was um, visiting. She said, "I don't, I don't know why she's on on, on a diet. She doesn't look that fat to me." <laughs> I thought, "Okay, I'm not that fat. All right, I'll take that. It <laughs> could be a lot worse. <laughs> could be a lot worse." she she also objected the the elderly lady I'm talking about she also we're going to call her Dolores Dolores objected to a lot of the things that I did now Dolores's Dolores was there for again a good reason and part of the reason she was there was that uh the the illness that she had um had affected her her mind and it was only temporary but it affected her mind and she was extremely confused and um had to have her whereabouts explained to her every couple of minutes the time explained to her every couple of minutes, but not in the twenty four hour clock that was just you know absolutely not gonna happen for her um and and how to work her phone and who'd called her and why could she not work it and all those things which 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 is very sad, but when you're in the bed next to someone you want to kind of avoid being the person that they latch on and ask to have everything explained every. Every five minutes, which is what she did, so to discourage this, I would pull the curtain closed just a little bit just enough so that we weren't literally sitting beside each other and thereby you know encouraging the chances of of uh deciding I might be a good person to explain things, which is a bit mean of me, but you know it's like you know you' you're you're not there to to look after all the others as well so she she took umbrage to this. And uh, one day when I was closing my curtain, she said uh, to her, uh, another elderly lady who'd been changed, a different lady in another bed that she was visiting. She said, she's always like that. I don't know why she's always like that. <laughs> and uh, she'd say, I don't know what's wrong with her. I don't don't know what's wrong with her. This is all shouted, you know, completely loudly. They They treat her differently. They treat her differently to the rest of us. Um what else did she say and there 's a man who comes in to visit her i don 't know who he is, and i don 't know what 's wrong with her oh my God, oh lady, please, just indoor thoughts inside thoughts anyway, what she meant by uh treating me differently to the rest of them by that she meant that they let me out. You know, I was allowed escape for the afternoons. they were waiting on i don 't know a scan or something, and in the meantime. They were happy for me to skedaddle and get outside into the fresh air. The the the, the weather was lovely. And I suppose the, the way the medics looked at it is, well, you know, she's been lying here on a bed for a week. We need to get her out and get her moving. And, you know, she's not going to stay as healthy as she might stay unless she is out and about if she can. So. So they they did. They allowed me to go out. Anyway, just to, and I'll tell you about that in a second, but just to finish off about um, Dinner Lady. So eventually I I said to the Dinner Lady, I said, okay, I, I'm on a low fat diet because of my medical condition. I explained to you last week, it's all about the offal and about the gallbladder and all that good stuff. And uh, I said, if it's got a heart, you don't even have to ask me which option I want. Okay, if it's got a heart, just give it to me. Is that all right? um she kind of reluctantly said, yeah, that she would do that. um, And everybody else from the start was darling, what would you like today? But I was never darling, which is fine. That's OK. Um, I just got on the wrong side of her. I don't don't know how that happens, but there you go. Um, probably because I was really annoying. You know, that's probably the explanation for that. <laughs> but uh, on the last day I had I that I was there, I had been fasting since um, midnight the night before. And I said to the dinner lady when she was doing her rounds in the morning, I said, "No, um, would you please include me in the lunch because um I I I'll be I'll be at my scan during the lunch, um when lunch is served, but I'll be back shortly afterwards." No, she says, "Everything, everything gets put in bin after ninety minutes." And I said, "Well, uh, could you just leave it on my, you know, bed and uh, I'll have it when I go back." No, everything, everything bin ninety minutes. So I um, spoke to another nurse and lovely, jolly African nurse. And he said, he said, oh, no, no, this is no problem. I will put it in microwave for you when you get back. I said, oh, thank you. Thank you. Because, you know, you've been fasting since midnight the day before and you're just looking forward to a lovely meal. Now, I have to say, the food was really nice. And though, although um, I had been complaining to the husband quite a lot about um, said dinner lady, he said to me, he said, just tell her, tell her you're a Michelin, a Michelin critic, and you're undercover. <laughs> I said, okay, okay, I'll, 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 I'll tell her that uh, I'm heavily disguised as an ill person, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a hospital food critic, and uh, she better, she better watch out. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so the poor, poor woman got me out of her hair eventually, and. Uh, I'm sure she has someone else to annoy her and demand some kind of medically appropriate diet. But uh, anyway, I as, as the hospital undercover food critic, I can tell you that the food was amazing. It was amazing. Now there, there there's a few quirks there's a few quirks, you know. Um it is Ireland. Um for example, potato salad is basically the same as mashed potato, except instead of butter and milk, to mash it all up, you mash it up with mayo. And you put little bits of chives in it. And then it's served with a uh, ice cream scoop. Just, just like, you know, mashed potato is in, in a hospital. But you know what? It was lovely. It really was. And they kept me hale and hearty. Didn't lose half as much weight as I thoroughly and confidently expected to have done by the time I came home. And one of the nicest bits of all was that I got to escape and sketch. So don't go away. I'll tell you about that. There's nothing quite like it when you've been cooped up um, in a, albeit very exciting, hospital for a week. Um, but the doctor comes to you and says, do you know what? You're free to go. As long as you're back in time for your evening antibiotic, whatever it is that you're scheduled up for, you can do what you like. So I got to get out of jail for free days. The first day was the Tuesday and I nipped into Galway City. My daughter, as I had mentioned in the last week's um, episode, had packed up my hospital bag for me. Um, and one of the things she remembered to do was pack some cash. Um, she said, Mum, you're going to need cash. Now, I, I, I remembered that. And I said to myself, OK, she's probably put in a fiver so that I can um, go down to the shop and get myself a bag of sweets. I thought there's not much I can do with a fiver because I didn't have any wallet or cards or anything. And when I looked in the little wallet that she'd packed up for me, oh, she's such a sweetie, there was a 50 euro note. And I was like, oh my God, the feeling, the feeling of freedom. I have 50 euros. I have the doctor's, uh, you know, imprimatur to disappear for a while. And off I went. Now, I did have a drip tube hanging out of my arm. But, you know, so what? We're Galway. We're cool. You know, we're we're, we're very live and let live. So off I went and uh, took my um, my poor, uh, not 100% well body, into the clothes shops and proceeded to try on the most ridiculous clothes i could find. Well, they weren't ridiculous, but they were super stylish. But they were they you have to kind of have the right look um to wear those super stylish clothes and to carry them off and i don't know, it's not really me to wear extremely hot pink gingham capri pants and uh extremely um frothy little pink blouses covered in um tiny see-through see-through with a little cami top underneath also hot pink and also very stretchy with puffy sleeves puffy sleeves as if you were going to uh I don't know a a, a wedding circa 1983 but try it on I did and I had a fabulous time and I trudged back into my ward and in, in in the evening ready to you know get needled up and do whatever the good The hospital staff wanted me to do but the next day was another beautiful day beautiful sunny day it was quite fresh and windy but i didn't know that and i was again once again on wednesday i was given the go ahead to to disappear and do whatever i wanted um and i was on my own the i wasn't going to have any family with me they're all doing other things so i decided to walk down to black rock now black rock is at the very end of the promenade in galway city um and it's where people swim. They 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 climb to the top of the diving tower, at Black Rock, and they they jump off and they have great fun. And um, we we breed a very tough uh breed, a specimen of 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 person in Galway. And whether they're young and fling themselves off the top platform into the icy water of the Atlantic, or whether they're uh not so young and flinging themselves uh into the sea in January and all year round, um. They really are really quite an impressive bunch. I absolutely love swimming in Black Rock, but I'm a little bit of a wuss and I like it a bit warmer than many of my um, my countrymen. But it's a great place to draw. It's the, the the Black Rock Tower. I don't know when it was constructed and I don't know the period of architecture that it, it belongs to, but it's basically of the school of um, build it in a sturdy way so that it can withstand the battering of the Atlantic. That's kind of the look that you'll have. So it's all blocks and squares and very, very sturdy. And every now and then it's um, it's given a fresh coat of paint, always yellow, always light yellow and uh, and always with bright blue railings, um, you know, uh, uh, on the very top platform and along the walkway when you go up the steps. And there's two levels. There's the top platform for the for the brave and there's the middle platform for the um, sensible. OK, so I walked along the, uh, the road all the way out to Salt Hill Beautiful sunny fresh day, um, and I'd managed to get one of the the staff to give me a little stretchy medical kind of a a, a sleeve that they put over my um, my 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 drip tube. So I was a little bit less um, le- <laughs> I looked a little, little bit less like someone who'd escaped from the hospital, which is exactly what I was. And it was really really nice to walk down. And I uh, I stopped and in a, in a very fancy shop called Morton's on the way down, and I bought a. Um, fifty percent off green and blacks chocolate Easter egg. Knowing full well that I wouldn't be able to eat it, but I decided to um buy it for my family, nevertheless. And it it occurred to me that I I'm turning to my mother in law, my 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 late lamented mother in law, who um who once she became diabetic, just bought tons and tons of sweets and chocolate for her her grandchildren because she couldn't have it, but she wanted to see them enjoy it. So um so yeah, that's what I did, and ended up having to carry this huge chocolate, dark chocolate egg around with me in my little, my little bag, but for the rest of the day. But what I did bring with me was my, my sketching kit. Um, and my intention was to, um, to make it all the way down to Black Rock and to whip out the sketchbook. And when I got down to the very end, I had underestimated just how windy it would be down at the beach. But luckily I had a a fleece and, um, I had a black fleece and, um, kind of a windbreaker, kind of a you know, one of these light lightweight jackets. Um, so I was actually quite cozy. But um, I am, and I was sort of thinking, is this wise? I'm getting a bit tired. Should I really be walking in the in the very um, you know blustery conditions like this? But when the sun is out and the sun is strong, you can kind of put up with um, sharp cold wind and strong winds. You know. So I decided to make it all the way down to the end. And when I got to the very end, when I got to the diving tower at Black Rock, there's this kind of like um, it's kind of like some staggered. Benches, you know, stone steps that double up as seating areas. And it's like an amphitheatre because it's kind of semi circular. Um, and as I say, staggered you at, at the bottom, you're at the level with the sand. And as you walk up about, I don't know, maybe 10, maybe something like that, 10, 10 flights of concrete staggered steps. Um, it forms this very sheltered kind of an amphitheatre. And you can sit on one of those stone steps, um, stone stairs, or whatever, and you can just gaze out to sea or do whatever you're doing. And I, I, I took my seat at the very top one, right next to the, the promenade where people walk past. Um and my back was against my back I was covered completely on um two sides. I was completely protected from the wind by the stone backs of the um steps. Um and the sun had been baking them for the last couple of days. So it was like sitting on a on a heated stone thing. You know those lovely heated stone yokes that you get in, in, in nice spas? Well that's what it was like. That's what it was like. It was heaven to sit down there on that lovely heated stone. And I looked out right in front of me and there was Black Rock, the Black Rock Tower. And it's it's something that I I've, i I always like to draw because it's very easy for starters. It's just a load of blocky shapes. And you can really get your teeth into it. Um and you know, you don't have to, it's not very taxing. I mean, you can get, you can get the length and the, the width of some of the bits of of blockwork of the diving tower wrong and it just won't really affect your drawing. I mean, it'd look a bit different to what the real thing looks like if you were to compare it side by side, but you're just not going to notice very much. You really aren't. So it's very forgiving as a subject and I thought I made a beautiful subject against the the turquoise water of um, Galway Bay. And being such a windy, blustery day, the sea was covered in little white horses, you know, the little foamy um, wave caps. So my task ahead of me was to was to try and show the softness of the hills. So you can see the Clare Hills, the purple Clare Hills in the distance to show the softness of the hills, to show the... The almost silhouetted um, diving tower, because the sun was so strong. So even though I was going to faithfully try and capture the yellow colour, I wasn't really going to be able to show the blue of the railings because, you know, they were pretty silhouetted. But that 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 was fine. That was absolutely fine. The other task I had ahead of me was to show the reflections under the diving tower itself and to show the, um, the beautiful uh, sparkle of the sun on the water. Now, I will be honest with you and tell you, I didn't have a tool with me on the day that would have been extremely useful, which is um, a masking fluid pen. OK, so a masking fluid pen is just the same as a regular bottle of masking fluid. It's just more directional. OK, so you can it's a bit more um, You. C- it's a bit more controllable. You can you can just use this masking fluid pen and swipe on a few little um, swipes wherever you see the sparkly bits of the water and then you can paint away on top and it won't show up because the masking fluid is a bit like liquid rubber probably is exactly that liquid rubber Um, and it forms a barrier and the good the 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 nice thing about that is that you can you can put on as many layers of 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 colour as you want around it you can really darken it up thereby increasing the feeling of sparkle and contrast with the really dark coloured sea next to the extremely white sparkle because it's important to remember that there's nothing as white and sparkly as the unpainted surface of the page. No amount of white paint or white gel pen can ever match the unpainted whiteness of a page. So um, next time I go out to uh, sketch in, this, in the sparkly sunshine, I'm definitely going to get myself a white masking fluid pen. I've had them before, I've used them before, and they're brilliant. I brought one to Portugal a few years ago and it was absolutely invaluable for catching the sparkle um, of, the, of the sun and the water. But anyway, with the tools I had, I did my best. And um, so what I did was I just left them blank. I left them unpainted. I also noticed that the the waves, the little wavelets coming into the shore, um, they followed a bit of a pattern. Now, it's a little bit difficult to concentrate when something is moving because it kind of breaks into your concentration when something's moving. But eventually I worked out that each little wavelet had a very dark line just under the white curling bit as it as the little wave would break onto the sand and the way i i i i managed to depict that um was to give a little sort of a greeny blue stripe for just under the wave and then when it was dry i ran my um my olive green ink in my pen just 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 underneath where the little white uh, frothy bit of the wave um curls over and that way because remember what i was just saying a second ago that if you darken something next to anything white it just makes the white look whiter and more sparkly so in that way um By putting that little dark line of ink, you increase the whiteness and the brightness of the little curling wave. So there you go. That's that's a good tip for that. Uh, Another thing I did was deepen up the colour as much as I could in layers of the actual water of the bay. So I used um, a combination of indigo and phthalo green, mix them together. Um, different proportions until I kind of liked the colour um, to depict the particular sea that I was looking at. But I put it on in a good few layers, allowing it to dry each time in between. And the reason I did that was because, first of all, the sea colour was quite intense. But secondly, if you're going to add little white marks for the little white horses with the white gel pen, there is absolutely no point trying to do that unless you've got a good few layers of colour and it's nice and built up. You just won't show the whiteness of the little white horses if you don't do that. So that would definitely be my, my tip there. Um, what else? OK, so there was a lot of... Oh, yeah, I didn't have my washi tape. I think I mentioned that in a previous um, podcast episode um, that if you lay a strip of washi tape along the horizon and make sure it's it's pressed quite firmly down... Yeah, I did. I did this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, You will get a really good, strong and very horizontal line for your horizon. And that 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 line for the horizon should always be really quite sharp. Um, It's up to you what you do above and below it. But the line itself should be horizontal, like a horizon, and it should be nice and clean. So that would definitely be my tip there for you. Um, Okay, so what else did I have to do? Well, I had to uh, or I wanted to I wanted to depict the reflections and I wanted to show the people splashing in and out of the water. So the people are easy enough. Um, a body in the sea, uh, it'll, it'll be the little, you know, body above the water, whatever, as, however deep they are. It could it's usually around the waist um, or the shoulders, something like that. But it's usually around the waist um, by the time you're sketching them because any deeper than that and, you know, you don't have very long, they can suddenly duck under the water or whatever they're doing. But when they're still sticking up out of the water, the way I do it is to um, is to give a little zigzag of reflection underneath the body. Don't go any wider than the actual body. And in my experience, a really good colour choice for a reflection of a human in the water is a sort of a sludgy olive green. So that that really works. So sludgy olive green made with either Green appetite Genuine by Daniel Smith or Aquarius Green by Roman Schmal, or you can just mix your own colour of olive green by using maybe sap green with a little bit of burnt sienna, something like that. Um, it just so happens that that tends to be the colour that the reflections take. Um, it doesn't really matter what colour the human is. I mean, you can darken it up a little bit for darker skin tones. But generally speaking, it's in the olivey green spectrum for human reflections. Um, nice little zigzag because uh, generally speaking, the human is, you know, for thrashing about a little bit and breaking up the water surface. So the water is not going to be smooth and calm underneath the, the, the person. And that's why you're going to give it a little bit of a ripple, a little bit of a zigzag, you know, with with your colour. So there you go. That's your rule of thumb. And it, it, does, it does work very, very well. It does work very well. It's very easy to do and it works very, very well. Now, in terms of the sun shining on the bodies, you will be best advised to leave a nice strip of light where the sun is hitting the body. And again, if you want that to show up, if you want that to show nice and sunny um, and nice and uh, bright, then just darken up the skin tone next to it. Um, and then depending on how big the person you're trying to draw is, you might not have very much room to, to do any nuance across the surface of the body. But generally speaking, um, remember what I said earlier, back to that old thing, darken it up next to anything white and the white will look brighter. And it's a very good way to depict sun shining on flesh, OK? um what else can i tell you yeah it's it's fun to to draw people running in and out of the sea it's 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 really really good fun and i highly recommend it oh yeah i have two little fellows um whether well, i don't know older teenagers but there was two young young men standing at the water's edge and they were casting shadows or sorry reflections onto the wet sand and um under their feet the the the, the sand wasn't um it, 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 it doesn't give a, a an olivey green reflection like it does in the water. I would say it's more of a burnt umber kind of a reflection um, under the people standing on wet sand. And you can either do that with a pen again, a little bit of zigzag. Just use your eyes and look at it and see what you think. Or you can just take um, the pointy side of a, of a of a nice round brush or maybe a dagger and just zigzag on the colour with a bit of paint. So that'll work there for you. That'll work there for you. Um. Other than that, uh, not a huge amount to say. Just look out for your darks in the whatever uh, building or built structure that you're drawing. Look out for little shadows cast, even in a silhouetted object. Um, you'll find that there are little little darker patches. So they're very effective and they make a huge difference. So, for example, in the Black Rock Swimming Tower, um, there's a slight shadow cast by the little diving platforms. I probably could have done it a bit more um emphasized. But, yes, definitely show those um those little bits of shadows they make they go a long way uh any little gaps in between the building that you're drawing just don't forget to put the sea between them if you can see through it and um, the sky was very easy just uh, again i 've said it before, wet the surface with a nice sloppy brush like a like a pure sable or um a squirrel, something like that, wet it with clean water, and then when you put on your dilute um color for the sky whether that's phthalo blue or cerulean or ultramarine or whatever shade of blue has taken your fancy you'll find that it goes on nice and smoothly and you won't end up with any brush strokes so uh so there you go that's a that's a little tip there for you uh really there's not a lot more to add in that terms of that sketch you can see it anyway it's the illustration that goes with this episode um and uh I, all I can tell you is that uh it was just heaven to sit there and uh and sketch with my, my body protected from the wind, um, my 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 drip feed nicely hidden and uh in my absolute element. In my absolute element. I mean sketch therapy. Sketch therapy times a hundred. It was it was wonderful. As someone said, you got your vitamin C, SEA. My vitamin C and my bit of sketch therapy and I was in paradise. I was in paradise. So, um yeah, it all came to an end and uh all I had to do was make the very, very long walk home, um, which wasn't quite as fun after having walked, the I don't know, a couple of miles down to, to Black Rock. But there you go. Um, there's a lot to be said for climbing back into a comfy hospital bed um, and being wheeled in a nice uh, heart healthy meal. So, uh, So that was my little escape for the afternoon. Escape from hospital. that's about it for this week's episode of Sketch Therapist. If you've enjoyed listening to my description of sketching a black rock um, at the end of Galway's um, promenade in Salt Hill, then you might take it a step further and join me for class on Tuesday the 10th of May when I am going to be sketching this subject um, in class. Um, It's 7 to 8.30pm Irish summertime, which is the same as British summertime uh it is the same uh, let me see what it is in in eastern daylight time if that's the right way to describe it it's uh, it, what is it it's two in the afternoon isn't it two in the afternoon yeah there's a five hour difference so in 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 these coasts of this state so you have a, a general idea about the time and you can always check it um by googling what time is it in Ireland now. I always do that whenever I'm not sure about a time zone. Now, if you do decide to join us, um, don't forget the glasses cost five euros. They're always recorded. And even though they're always live, it means that you can come back and um, have another look at them, take another go, or you can just come back and do them at your leisure. So you don't have to be present at the live if you can't make it. Um, 90 minutes long. So um, loads of crack loads of uh, good tips I hope um, and just to remind you what I used on the day um, so here's a little rundown of what I used and the brands so I used um, a dark brown ink called Document Brown um, by Diatramentis. it's a wonderful um, waterproof ink and it means that you can you can paint away you can use your you can draw away with your ink and once it's dried it's completely waterproof and it's just a really good option and um, in terms of an ink color, I think for so so many applications, I used a foodie pen. Um, I used a Sailor Foodie fifty five degree nib. Um, the pen I used was the the navy version, the little stubby fella um, that has a fifty five degree nib, and it means that you can use the nib um, with a wide line if you use it on the way it's sort of designed to be used, or you can flip it over to the back of the nib and it'll it'll run smoothly, unlike many nibs, and it'll give you a really thin fine line so um, it means that for any fine little lines you that's a really good option so those are my ink and my pen what else did I use I used my beautiful Roman Schmal uh, watercolors which are just a quality second to none clarity and uh, colors and color choices just amazing and I've said it before Roman is just the best guy he's great crack and he's wonderful to deal with Super helpful and always a great laugh to chat with on the phone. He's very entertaining. So I love Roman, but his his products are just fantastic. He's just such a passionate paint chemist and he's, he makes amazing, amazing products. And um, the paper I used was Hannemula Watercolour Sketchbook. I used a size A4 in a landscape um, format. And so that was very convenient. Um, I used the Jelly Roll white gel pen for the little white horses. So um, I think that's about it. Oh, and as I said, a couple of lines of olive green ink and the olive green ink I used also in a foodie pen was the sketch ink by Rohr and Klingner. So um, it's called Emma. Emma is the color. It's a gorgeous olive green. And just make sure you get sketch ink because you want to make sure it doesn't clog up your pen. So and the brush I used is a Rosemary and Co or 13. Um, Possibly used my sable, Kolinsky sable from Roman Schmel as well for the sky, but I can't remember, to be honest. Um, and there you go. That, that is that is the materials I use. Now, you don't have to use those. You can use pencil. You don't have to use a pen. You could use a fine liner if you want if, and make sure it's waterproof so you can throw the watercolor on top without fear of running. Um, and I think that's all I have to tell you um, about what you'll need so if you feel like joining us on tuesday just go to my website roshan com or o-i-s-i-n-c-u-r-e.com and um all you have to do is just book the uh, the class and all the details will be sent to you including um the whole you know reason behind what we're doing and the materials you'll need and all that all that stuff so if you book um, a day in advance you'll get the info a day in advance if you book on the day you'll get the info on the day so there you go guys and listen I want to say a huge big thank you I nearly forgot there but I want to say a special thanks to all my wonderful students whom I just love so much who were so good to me when I was in hospital they they sent such warm warm wishes so so warmly felt and, and sent and um, there was a couple who kept me company every single day whether they're checking in from the states or from dublin and you guys know who you are i love you you're so good to me i don't know if i deserve you you're so good and um and i just want to say thank you it meant so so much to me and um but i'm back in action now and delighted to be to be back so guys that's about it um hope you enjoyed it and i look forward to to chatting with you next time and remember in the meantime happy sketching